What's up, everybody? What's going on? We back again. Today is a special day for me because I'm talking women's basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut the stream off if you want to. Guess what? It's going to happen. So, if you guys have not been following the women's tournament, then uh, I don't know what your problem is. These young ladies are out here balling. You hear me? So, let's just start off by saying, um, this is by far the most excited that I have been ever for a women's college basketball tournament. And that's putting it very, very lightly. I think this might be the first time, outside of a couple games like the Howards, uh, South Carolina, and, and, uh... I want to say the first game that Baylor played that every game has been an extreme battle between both teams. I, I, I'll take that back. You know what I mean? That, um, who was it? Florida Gulf Coast and Maryland game was, was a blowout as well. I think that one was a blowout. But other than that, it's been pretty, pretty, pretty much a bunch of good games. So the reason I'm putting this one out today is the fact that I'm just sick and tired of nobody supporting the women's game. And yes, you're going to say, well, I watched the UConn-NC State game yesterday. That game was crazy. Okay, cool. What else did you watch? Let me know. I have not seen a bad game. Like, literally. These games have been a lot of fun. And it sucks that so many people are not watching this. The Louisville-Michigan game, until the very end, was pretty dominant. Now, Creighton made a good run, but they had to play South Carolina, and then we all knew that was going to happen. South Carolina was just destructive. Stanford and Texas, a battle. And if you guys watch any Texas basketball games, they always got a good wing and some strong post players. And them post players are nasty. Love watching Texas play. That's how they recruit. Homegrown, home fed. But that you that NC State University and UConn, ooh, double overtime. Listen, I I have nothing to say about that game at all. It was beautiful. And then we can go to round before, South Carolina and North Carolina. Technically, it was kind of sort of a home game for North Carolina. They played in Greensboro. Didn't matter. It was a good game, though. Down to the wire. The Creighton and Iowa State game. Creighton, they just outshot Iowa State. But Creighton knocked down some jugs. Y'all heard of Caitlin Clark? The young lady they've been talking about all season, how this should be the female Steph Curry? 
Yep, Creighton beat them. Iowa State had two strong players. Yep, Creighton beat them. Creighton was a 10 seed. Y'all wouldn't know it. Y'all didn't watch. Louisville versus Tennessee. I was surprised. I thought Tennessee was going to sneak in there, but Louisville is strong. Louisville is very strong. ACC has been strong. North Carolina, Louisville. I'm, re I'm ready for Duke to get back up there. I think Carol Lawson's going to do something. NC State was the number two overall team. ACC is strong. You had the Stanford versus Maryland game. I, I kind of figured that Maryland was going to lose that one, but they just don't have the bodies. I, I think Maryland would be strong if they have a strong rotation of 10 players. It's like every five or six years, they'll have a rotation of seven to eight players and something will happen. And I think against Stanford, I think Owusu had a stomach bug. Diamond Miller fouled out early. Faith got injured with torn ACL about four weeks ago, four or five weeks ago. Actually, it was longer than that. It was about six, about six, seven weeks ago. When, when did we go to the Merlin game? Because she, she hurt her knee a little before that. So they just been on a rotation of uh, seven, eight players, mostly for the entire season. Now they got they got a, a few strong players coming in next year, and they're they're losing three. They're losing two, losing two, and I think they got four strong ones coming in next year. An amazing point guard, a good four to complement Angel Reese. So they're going to be a problem next year again. Texas Ohio State. Oh my God, that game was fun. I really wanted Ohio State because they had a former Maryland player on their team. But Texas, boy, man, it was a three-point game, man. And and it was every bit of a three-point game. NC State, Notre Dame, three-point game. NC State just had the better talent and pulled it out at the end. I, I kind of hated the fact that two ACC teams played each other that early in the in the in the tournament sweet 16 but hey and, and that's another thing man i think you shouldn't have more than seven six or seven teams from your conference in the, in the tournament it should be a cutoff unless you got eight or nine teams that just had a crazy out of conference schedule and they did amazing. But I, I think, and I, I say this for the men's side as well, the tournament will be a lot better if you include more of the not-so-power-six teams. I mean, it's a little bit tougher for the women because unlike the men, the women actually hang on rosters for no more than three teams. I mean, three years. Because now they got rules where they can actually go to the WNBA and then with the COVID year and all that stuff, it kind of is a flip headache type of situation right now. But, yes, 
I really think that it's it's a little bit different for the women's game. There's no one and done for the women's game. So the one thing that I do when I do choose teams in the men's side is who played together the longest and what is their record? That's how I looked at it. All right. This is ridiculous. Um, because no matter what, when you get to the NCAA tournament, the experience and the years of college basketball take over for the one-year talent. Always. Think about it. Kevin Durant went out second round. He was one of the most talented players in that year. Now, I get it. Greg Oden went to the finals. Him and Mike Conley. But they were veteran heavy on that Ohio State team. Every once in a while, you get anomalies like Kentucky will have a starting five that have four freshmen and things like that that make it to the title game, like Devin Booker and Carl Anthony Towns and those guys. But that's rare. Now, back to the women's side. You had UConn and Indiana. Indiana had no business. And, and I have another gripe that I'm going to bring up in a few minutes about UConn and, and their situation. And, and actually, something they really need to address in the women's game, period. This, this first two rounds home court thing for the top three seeds, they really need to look at this. They really need to look at this. Actually, it's top four seeds, but they really need to look at this. Like, can you really not get a venue for the women that you have to do the first two rounds at someone else's home court? I think that's lazy. And I, and I think that's an extreme disadvantage. Now, for teams like Creighton, I, I think they were just like, who cares? We we in the tournament. We're gonna just going to bust you up. But literally, like, if you look at the men's tournament, rarely do you see a team in the third and fourth round of the tournament be within an hour to three hours of their home. Rarely. Now, this year, Stanford was in Spokane, Washington. Louisville was in Wichita, Kansas. South Carolina was in Greensboro. Now, that's three hours, three and a half hours for anybody that's asking. Columbia is not on the border of South Carolina, so let's not say that that's home court, but that's kind of home court. But UConn is a number two seed, and they're in the Bridgeport. Bridgeport, Connecticut is an hour away from campus. So a team like NC State is at a disadvantage. How is NC State not in the Greensboro section? <coughs> Excuse me. It's not in the Greensboro division. 
That's a joke. That's a joke. It's like, okay, NC State, South Carolina. Who are we going to put in that Carolina section? Well, shoot, you did it for UConn, and they're not even the number one seed. So, so here's the problem. Spokane, Washington, uh, Wichita, Bridgeport, and Greensboro are basically the stuck locations for the women's tournament. Those are the four locations they do every year. No matter what, every year. You can't put UConn in the Bridgeport division every single year just because, like, that's 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 cheap. You can't do that. And I know why they did it. It's because when UConn is playing in Bridgeport, which is only an hour away from campus, they are going to fill the stands. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it, it was so one-sided. Like, the, the, the beauty of watching the NCAA tournament is having half and half in the stands. That did not happen in that UConn-NC State game. And no matter what, NC State made the fans love them. But, man, they was at a serious disadvantage. And it wasn't even close. They got to do something about that. Like, to the point where if they're not a number one seed, they should be nowhere near Bridgeport, Connecticut. Nowhere near Bridgeport, Connecticut. And that's not up for debate. But guess what's going to happen? They'll be in Bridgeport next year. If they're a three seed, they'll be in Bridgeport next year. If they're a four seed, they'll be in Bridgeport. Like, it's, it's almost to the point where when we're watching Selection Sunday and they say Bridgeport, we're just waiting to see where UConn's going to be seated at. That's not that's not good. So, as we look at the Final Four, in my eyes, it should have been all four number ones. I, I had NC State beating UConn, but... My stupidity didn't think about the fact that UConn has to play at home. <coughs> Otherwise, I'd be a perfect 4 for 4 I had South Carolina, I had Louisville, I had Stanford, and I had NC State. NC State was robbed. And in the previous round, I think I had Iowa instead of Creighton, but Creighton beat the brakes off of them. And I had Baylor beating Michigan, but Michigan beat Baylor. I'm sorry, South South Dakota beat Baylor, which I had no idea was going to happen. But Baylor went out early. (laughs) 
Like, literally, if you look at my women's bracket, I was looking pretty good up until UConn got the home, home court advantage. But anyway, man, I just want to keep this one pretty short, under 20. Please watch the Final Four. It will be extremely exciting. I got South Carolina, and I had NC State, but it's, I'm, I'm going with South Carolina and Stanford. I think Stanford just has too much firepower. But if Stanford is missing them free throws like they did against Maryland, listen, they're not going to be UConn missing free throws. All right? So I got Stanford. I got South Carolina. And obviously, in my bracket, I had South Carolina winning. I actually had South Carolina beating NC State. NC State has just been so tough this year, man. They lost three games, and the three games they lost with all to top three seeds. And they beat top five seeds, top five teams. So South Carolina getting the dub over Stanford. I'm going to get at you guys next week with the update on that. And when it comes to the men's bracket, my men's bracket was all the way jacked up, so I don't even care. I know I got Kansas winning the chip. I don't know if that's going to happen. I think they're going to rig it for Coach K to win. And I would have said I got Kansas in my bracket. I had Kansas versus Arizona, Baylor versus Gonzaga. My idiocy, I should have known better than to put Gonzaga anywhere near the Elite Eight, let alone the Final Four. But I think it's going to be Duke and Kansas, and Kansas is going to win in the final. That's how I'm taking that on the men's side. I think the most exciting game is going to be that Duke-Carolina. I think losing Justin Moore for Villanova with the torn Achilles is going to hurt. So, there you have it. Kansas Duke, Kansas with the dub. I'm going to see you guys soon with my updates. Look out for the Morbius movie review coming later on in the week. I'm debating if I'm going to go Thursday. I do got to work on Friday. So, I think more than likely I'll go check it out on Thursday. And put that review out on Thursday. I'll have the Bel Air review up on Friday. For the season finale, my takes on the entire season, what I liked and what, did, what I didn't like, which each character. So it's going to be an exciting week. I won't be on straight from the hip tonight. Have some plans that I couldn't get out of. So I apologize for that post not coming. But still, straight, straight from the hip, check that out. It will be a good show. They're going to be talking about a bunch of craziness in the NFL. And they're going to talk about some craziness that happened. In the uh, the men's and women's tournament, and more than likely they're going to talk about Will Smith. You already know. Everybody got to talk about Will Smith right now. But just look forward to seeing that. I love you guys. Remember, send me all your responses with the description. If you guys are on Spotify, the description of the podcast. In the... I accepted donations, but who cares? I'm not really here for the donations. I'm here for the love. I'm here to speak my mind, talk about it. If you guys want to come in, I got to bring my man Bones back, but I think my time 
and his time is not linking up. Mostly my fault. I got a lot going on right now, man. I'm starting another job. I'm prepping up, getting ready for summer league for the girls. Just getting my mind together with some training that I'm going to give to a couple of the guys that I got to work out over the summer. So I got a lot of stuff going on, man. So forgive me if my podcast is not on the same level that it should be. It will be. I will be posting at least four or five times a week. I need to do it. I got to continue to do it. I love you guys, man. Follow me on Twitter, bigger 716 Same on the gram. Same on all platforms. Even the Xbox and the PlayStation. But I don't play PlayStation no more, man. That dusty thing. That thing ain't collecting more dust than an old uh, warehouse. So, I'll let you guys later, man. Peace out.